Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. It's a real honor today to have with us uh, one of the premier directors of the last uh, 20 years. Um, Todd Solence is joining us today to talk about his new film, Wiener Dog. You will know him from such films as Welcome to the Dollhouse, Happiness, Dark Horse. There's a number of wonderful films, and this is one of those. Wiener Dog's a story of a... It's a dark and, uh, and funny story about a single dog and the many different people who whose lives she touches. A man's best friend starts out teaching a young boy some contorted life lessons before being taken by a compassionate vet tech on another journey, and so it goes. There's a number of different twists and turns in this story, and once again, we are, we're thrilled and honored to have with us today Todd Solens, director of Wiener Dog. Todd, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, tell me a little bit about the, the story behind Wiener Dog. Where, uh, where, where did this come from? Well, I, I wanted to make a dog movie, and I, I thought of uh, the French movie Always Our Balthazar by Brisson, made about 50 years ago, and I, uh, and I, I watched that, and, um, and uh, it has a very oblique narrative, and it gave me a certain confidence to pursue this one with the structure that I have. Um, the movie, of course... Uh, uh, centers around uh, the dog, uh, a little dachshund that passes from owner to owner um, that, and, and follows that live trajectory. But really, it's a kind of conceit, and, and, and the movie really is, for me, uh, uh, about mortality and how it shadows uh, and hovers over each of these characters and stories. And Yeah, and all of them play out in very different ways. There's, I would fair to say there's i would say four major vignettes in your film uh four different storylines um and they all play out differently um in and you're right the sort of the shining the light on the human condition and the way that uh that we deal with the ups and downs the life the tragedies the the things that that we are we're faced um was there something specific about well, you mentioned the, the influence uh, from the other film, uh, the French film, about the dog. What, what was it about that particular motif? Was that just a, a vehicle for, for you to get from one story to the next, or was there something a little more to that in, in that regard? Well, I think, I think uh, uh, pets are, and dogs, it's a funny thing how uh, we, we uh, in a sense, look at them as vessels, um, that we fill with our hopes and dreams, illusions, and, and project onto them a kind of innocence, uh, or if not purity. Um, and, and I think, particularly in the case of, of uh, something as cute and precious as a dachshund, um, uh, there, uh, people have very uh, keen emotional uh, responses to such an animal in ways that sometimes supersede those uh, uh, responses we might have towards our fellow humans. And, yes, you're right. I, I, in fact, it's ironic in a way, I guess not even ironic, but I've had 
three different dachshunds in my life. And I will just tell you from my own experience that they're, this is kind of a, a, a difficult dog uh, to, to uh, at least from my experience. And I, I, I was trying to imagine sort of from a point of view of, of the dog's involvement in the film. Was this, was, was it, did it work out? Was this an easy dog? Cause they're not easy to train. I was kind of interested. This is sort of a sideline well, here, but it's kind of an interesting thing from my experience. Well, it's, it's, it's true. It's true. I, I learned um, over the course of production from the <laughs> ASPCA representative, in fact, how um, the dog breed is, is uh, it's bred for the marketplace at the expense of uh, its well-being such that um, it, it's, there's been a loss in intelligence uh, in, in the constitution of the animal. So I worked with three or four show dogs, and they were all remarkably stupid <laughs> um, and unable to respond to any commands. Um, uh, it, it even uh, a bit uh, the little boy in the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there was uh, for the interlude. We, we basically we the whole crew sat around and watched uh, as the dog walked on a treadmill for three hours, hoping eventually we could get twelve seconds of usable footage. But that was part of the descriptive, let's say, of the ordeal of working with. Um, Animals are so mentally deficient. <laughs> well, I want to I want to congratulate you on the film. I really enjoyed the film. I I I, I, w- I was drawn into all of the different storylines and the and the acting. You've got a remarkable cast of people here. Julie Delpy uh, is in it. Uh, Ellen Bernstein. Um, got the uh, Danny DeVito. Wonderful cast. What was it that you had in mind assembling this cast? Or, or did you get who you wanted for this film? I feel very fortunate um, that I have the cast that I have. Um, uh, you you uh, always make a kind of leap of faith, and and uh, uh, if you cast the right actor in the right part at the right time, they they do make you look like a better writer and director than you really are. Yeah, I saw Julie Delpy, Greta Gerwig, who's uh, they're all good. Everyone in this film is very very good, um, and. Any, let's see, the young kid at the very beginning of the film, uh, we see uh, Remy, kind of a naive kid, certainly been through a lot, and his and his uh, need for something to bond to. I love the, just uh, I love the uh, the interaction with him and and his parents and what they were willing to tell him, their their willingness to say almost anything they needed to get through that particular situation. I I, I just. I don't know if I have a question here. I just liked I liked watching that part of the film. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard being a parent and hard always answering questions that um, uh, th- about things we take for granted, but that children sometimes um, make us uh, re-examine. Yeah. Now. Um, in in your in your career, you started out. You're, I guess, best known for your when you're in the start of your career for Welcome to the Dollhouse and Happiness. And over the course of your career, how have how have your how have you evolved in terms of a sort of a philosophy about film? Let's just limit it to, to to the way that you make a film. What is what is the sort of changes in your particular way of of going about approaching a project? 
uh, that you have learned over the last many years in doing this? Well, it, it's, you know, it, it never gets easier. Um, you always have to reinvent the wheel creatively as well as financially. Uh, the, the playing field is always in flux, and you have to uh, figure out each time how to go about financing your next project. Um, it, it, when you're working outside of the studio system, uh, given the marketplace, it's, it's, it's very hard to get a budget um, uh, that, that meets the needs of, of, of your film. Uh, I, it's always been difficult. Um, uh, it's just the, the challenges, I suppose, change over time. Well, is is that been the biggest change when when you started out? Your ability to make a film was was it more upon you and your and your ability to be creative and your ingenuity? And now it's it's much more of a financial grind. Is is that what part of this is? Well, it's, it's no. I think the financial aspect has always been a challenge, um, uh, and there are always different people that are open and interested in. Uh, financing such movies, um, but it's always different people, and you have to be lucky and find them at the right time. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder because having the show is about independent filmmaking, filmmakers, and it's it's always an interesting dilemma. I mean, getting the people you you have uh, certainly the creative clout or the history of filmmaking to be able to attract people to a project an interesting project when they go into a project working with you they know they're going to have uh, a certain amount of uh, latitude I assume in, in the way that they approach a role it, well let me ask you about that what is I, I've, I've read from from articles that you have a very specific vision in mind when you want to make a film does that specificity well, you, have, you, have to, you have to have a sense of what you're trying to achieve uh, even as things may change over the course of the making of the film. Right. Um, I do think, um, since it seems this is a program for aspiring filmmakers, that in, in a certain ways uh, it's a better climate than it was 20 years ago to the extent that the technology has advanced so much that it's much more viable to make um, a, a movie on, on a low, very, very low budget. On the other hand, um, it's much harder, I think, to uh, uh, to, to get a um, uh, a theatrical release that has some muscle, um, uh, because in fact, even though I uh, myself think uh, uh, about the theatrical experience and design for the theater, um, uh, most I do know that most people ultimately will see my movies. In um, uh, on, on systems or platforms uh, other than a movie theater, mm -hmm. and is that in your mind on balance? Uh, uh, would you prefer them to see in a theater? Or is it on balance? Is it how much of that matters to you in terms of as a filmmaker, not as necessarily a member of an audience? Does it matter that they see it in a theater, or you just what's your feeling about how they see something that you've made? Well, I, I have a romance, I think, with the movie theater experience. Yeah. That's how I, I fell in love with movies. Um, and certainly when I watch, uh, if I watch a movie on my computer, um, it's, it's always homework. Um, <laughs> but I think it's uh, the younger generation may have different feelings. Um, 
certainly I teach in film school, and most of my students, they, they're always watching from Netflix or Amazon or, or downloading or pirating. Um, so that's just the reality. Um, and I, I, there's no point in bemoaning it. You just have to make it work for you in some way. Yeah. We're speaking with Todd Solentz. He is the director of the new film Wiener Dog. It stars Greta Gerwig, Julie, Julie Delpy, um, Danny DeVito, Ellen Bernstein, Tracy Letts, a number of other wonderful actors, wonderful performances in it, released through IFC Films as well as uh, Amazon Studios. Earlier, I was just talking to you uh, earlier about the idea of you're working with actors because you are so many different performers in your film. What's your sort of, how do you approach, uh, do you do you do a lot of rehearsal before a film or or do they walk in, do they do you talk to the actors about what your, your expectations are? How is it that you approach the different uh, different actors in your films? Is it very from Well, if, if, if the actor has auditioned, then that audition becomes the rehearsal. And if I need more rehearsal, then I have a callback. For those that I just offer the part, um, a a simple conversation establishes that that we're on the same page. Um, And uh, I, I, because no one really wants to get and make things complicated. Mm -hmm. You want to always keep it simple so that they're free to do what they need to do to, to, to shine in the film. What are you working on now? What's the, what's the next Well, I'm just, we're just working on getting financing for yet another project. Um, I have some scripts, and it's, it's just a question of which one will come together, if one comes together. And I never take it for granted um, that there is going to be another movie. Everything is too unstable to... Uh, make that pre- presumption, but but I like to be hopeful and optimistic that that uh, I'll be able to get yet another one off the ground. <laughs> well, it's such a you again going back to what I said earlier. You have such a wonderful body of work, uh, and over a long period of time, you've been producing uh, terrific cinema, and and I expect there to be more great cinema from you. I, I love the looks of your films and and I, the performances in, in this one in particular. Are, are excellent, and um, I want to thank you so much for being a part of film school today, Todd Solons. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.